I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. We've got some special guests here. Um, oh my <laughs> god, is our equipment false? To say, yeah, you yeah. can like fix the base. Please bear with us. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Sorry. Oh my god. Okay, it's already sorry. causing a disturbance. <laughs> so last week we had um, my brother as a special guest. Um, just to recap everybody who might just be joining us, um, I will be out of town coming up and Holly is sick so we've uh, done some couple episodes and I didn't want to be by myself because nobody wants to hear just me talk so we've had some special guests so this week we have Marianne and Hannah hello hi <laughs> if y'all want to introduce yourselves just a little bit hi I'm Hannah um, I was actually roommates with Haley my freshman year of college we all clogged together um, She's a wonderful person, and this is a fantastic podcast, and I'm really <laughs> pumped to be here. <laughs> Your check is in the mail. My intro is probably going to be way better than mine. Anyways, I'm Marianne. Um, I also went to school with Haley. We danced on the same clogging team. And yeah, this is probably one of my favorite, like, true crime, murder, haunting podcasts. <laughs> well. I binge it. <laughs> All right, so we are, I let them, or I let Marianne pick at least um, what she wanted to hear, either murder or ghost story. Um, So we are doing ghost story. Um, And I think at least Marianne, maybe Hannah too, has some um, encounters with a ghost Mm. um, that we all know and love from uh, the clogging studio (laughs) at uh, Mars Hill University now. Mm -hmm. So we'll get into maybe some of those a little bit later, but... Uh, we are going back to West Virginia mm-hmm. this week. I was in West Virginia last week, but decided back at it this week. <laughs> I've never actually been to West Virginia. I haven't either. Oh, I've driven no. through it, um, but I haven't, like, there's, like, nothing there, <laughs> apparently. Uh, but there is a prison there, so we're going to talk about that. <laughs> All right, so this is West Virginia State Penitentiary. It's also known as Moundsville Penitentiary, and it housed inmates until 1995. Um, right when, the <laughs> yeah, the penit- it closed uh, when there was like 653 inmates and 32 guards. So quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. Full house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first structure built was the North Wagon Gate. Uh, the north and south cell block areas measured about 300 by 52 feet. I don't really know how big that is. <laughs> The north wing was initially used as a kitchen, dining room, and a chapel before they turned it into cells. So I guess Jesus was real important there. (laughs) Uh, In between the cell blocks, there is a four-story, like, administrative building uh, that included space for female prisoners. So we Mm. were co-ed for a moment. Scary. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The warden and his family uh, also lived on the fourth floor. So I don't know about y'all, but I don't really want to live. Yeah. No. You let your whole family live it? Yeah. Like, what kind of prisoners was 
Like, uh, kind of everything. I mean, they had just like, I don't know what kind of petty crimes there were in the <coughs> like early murders. 1900s, but then they also did have like some pretty intense mm. like murders. And Is that normal for some <coughs> of the staff to live there? I guess it was back when they started construction, which I think was in like the 1870s ish. So they all just lived together <laughs> as one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the second floor of this like administrative building thing served as a hospital. Uh, the stone walls were five feet thick at the base, and they tapered to about two and a half feet thick at the top. Mm. So nobody's hearing you scream. Yeah. Ooh, torture. <laughs> <laughs> the facility opened in 1976, at which time it housed 251 inmates. Uh, many of those uh, helped to build the prison. So yay for prison labor. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, um, after opening more facilities, workshops, and outbuildings were built. Uh, including a wash house, a bakery, and a hospital inside the North Recreation Yard. Important necessities. Yes. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> I'm a bakery, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so over uh, the next few decades, uh, more improvements were made. So steam heat was added in the mid-1870s, and they got electricity in 1900. Bricks were used for walkways and roads were improved, and that really like helped with drainage and cleanliness. Uh, the admin building got an elevator in 1894 and an exterior wow. porch. So wow. if you look up like pictures of it, it's actually like a pretty like it's a pretty nice building. Looking. Oh my! Beautiful I mean, prison. It's a great prison. <laughs> ten out of ten. Interior design phenomenal. <laughs> it's excellent. So by the early 1900s, the prison had several shops uh, where the inmates worked uh, that included carpentry, uh, paint, uh, wagon, working on wagons, uh, stone and brickyards. There was a blacksmith, a tailor, a bakery, a hospital. Um, so all kinds of different, hmm. different things going on there. Just so they could be self-sufficient and, you know, obviously make some money not for any of the work for the people actually doing the work right, right. <laughs> but <laughs> to keep the prison afloat just because you gotta gotta pay for that prison mm. uh prisoners were also required to work in the kitchen the stable and the wash house at this time the pers- prison conditions were considered actually pretty good hmm. um education was a priority a school and a library were built in 1900 library included over 5,000 books, which I feel like is a lot. Yeah. Wait, so yeah. like it was required for them to... That's yeah. nice. So they had to go to school. Um, anyone who could not read was required to go to night school. Oh, well, that's kind of nice. For yeah. education. Yeah. <laughs> mm. so, One perk, I guess. <laughs> you were yeah. forced to learn how to read in prison. Uh, um, and there were also other classes and programs available for all inmates. So you could pick your educational track in the prison. (laughs) I guess it's good, like, it kind of sets you up for when you, if you ever get out. Right, yeah, which I feel like, you know, probably should be what we we should be doing with Mm -hmm. prison. Um, Yeah. You know, I think the whole idea is, I think we've gotten away from it, but should be rehabilitation. (laughs) 
Absolutely. <laughs> so maybe maybe school's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the prison also had its own band oh, that yeah. played in the North <laughs> Recreation Yard. Uh, many of the inmates also played on a baseball team uh, that competed against other local teams in the area. Like local prisons? Oh my gosh. Or... No, I think just like local teams. Imagine, <laughs> imagine just pulling up to your baseball game <laughs> and, and there's like a criminals. prison van. I don't know if they got to travel or if they had to come to them. Oh gosh. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what kind of genre of this band was? <sighs> I'm, I'm really guessing like big band, like... I hope brass wow. instruments. Yeah. I'm thinking wow. like crazy. insane. <laughs> um, there was also apparently a 220 plus uh, acre farm there that they were this working on. This place is just expanding it's huge. as we go on. Yeah. It is huge. Seems kind of nice though, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's going to get significantly worse as okay. we go. Okay, but, like, so we'll enjoy this now. Enjoy the luxuries now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Uh, by the 1920s, the female inmates were moved from the admin building uh, to a separate two-story building that was located on the northeast corner of that, like, north recreation yard. Mm. So they were no longer housed in with the men. Uh, that building had its own dining room and kitchen in addition to cells, so there was no interaction. Hmm. And a high wall enclosed the section from the main part of the prison. So, which mm. I mean, probably made it safer yeah. for women, but mm-hmm. they're just like, no more of you over there. Yeah. Gotta go. During this time, approximately 50 women uh, were employed in part of um, the prison. So, working in the shirt shop, making collars and cuffs uh, for the shirts that were made for the men prisoners. So, they were making the clothes. Mm. Uh, they also did other domestic work within the prison. Because <laughs> the 1920s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 1929, the prison actually doubled in size. Like most old prisons we've talked about before, there was a ton of issues with overcrowding. At one point during the 1950s, there were three prisoners per cell. Cells were five feet by seven feet. Uh, there was room for oh two steel bunks and a mattress on the floor. Wow. So your housing grown men who have committed some type of crime Mm -hmm. obviously in really teeny tiny cells i wonder if they put like similar criminals together like all the murderers like three roomies you know (laughs) maybe you're all murderers put you in this room (laughs) you all get to go together imagine the people that were there for a long time like originally had all Mm -hmm. this space and all these brand new things and now they're sharing with Mm -hmm. two other like, Men. single room, and then they're like, oh, just kidding. Yeah, moving <laughs> in. Together. Feels like college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yikes. Uh, so, obviously, the pressure of overcrowding led to several deadly riots. Um, in 1986, so not too long ago, wow. uh, the West Virginia Supreme Court ruled that putting men in 5 by 7 cells constituted as cruel and unusual punishment. Mm-hmm. However, um, this led to the prison closing, but not until 1995. <laughs> oh. So they let it drag on for almost. Yeah, 10 they years. were like, well, "This." I think it was kind of one of those things. Like we recognize this as cruel and unusual punishment, but we'll wait till it gets really bad. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, oh. what are you gonna do? So, the women uh, were transferred to another facility in 1947. So they were kind of out of all this. Hmm. 
So this uh, massive building was divided into four separate sections. You have the North Hall, which is the Alamo, what they called it. You have New Wall, Rat Row, and Honor Hall. (laughs) (laughs) So the Alamo was for men who had behavior problems inside prison. They were held in those cells for 22 to 48 hours a day. Wow. Which is a lot. Oh, my God. So you can see why people kind of lost their minds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. New Wall was the general population, so just your run-of-the-mill prisoners. Rat Row was for those who had testified against someone and needed additional protection while in prison, so they weren't, you know, outright murdered. Mm. And Honor Hmm. Hall was for those who earned special privileges and decreased security. So. It's fitting. It's kind of the place to be. Yeah. yeah. Is it like if you behave well in the prison? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like if your crime wasn't that bad. <laughs> wasn't that bad and you're like, I have on a good roll. behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got A's and B's in high school. <laughs> you get to go to the honor <laughs> On November 7th, 1979, there was a large prison break. 15 inmates escaped. Uh, inmate Ronald T. Williams stole a guard's weapon uh, when he then encountered 23-year-old off-duty state trooper Philip S. Kesner, uh, who he shot and killed. Oh my gosh. So that was a real bummer, sorry. So he stole a gun? Yeah, he stole a gun and shot and killed this off-duty trooper. Oh. Really quick. Over the next 18 months, uh, he remained at large, committing crimes across the nation. Um, he made it all the way to Arizona, where he killed a man during a robbery. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He actually made the FBI's 10 most wanted list at one point. Uh, he was then involved in a shootout at the George Washington Hotel in New York City in 1981 uh, after he was apprehended and sent back to West Virginia. Oh, my gosh. Back to the place where he got out? Yeah. <laughs> to serve wow. uh, many life sentences. <laughs> so they're like, all right, you had your fun. Yeah. I bet he thought it was worth it. I'm sure he did. I'm sure <laughs> he did. <laughs> By 1986, there were lots and lots of issues going on. Uh, Poor security, plumbing issues, insect infestations, and overcrowding. Uh, During this time, most of the locks on the cells could be picked, and inmates (laughs) roamed around freely. That's terrifying. (laughs) Just hanging out. I would hate to have been a guard there. Oh, yeah. Um, A couple of fun facts. Um... (laughs) Charles Manson uh, actually apparently petitioned to be relocated there. I can't imagine why. (laughs) Easy locks to pick. What do you mean? Right. (laughs) Um, The note he wrote is displayed in the execution area, like still of the prison, because you can go tour this place now. So like where they did executions, there's like a framed picture of his handwritten note. Oh my god. Like they're real proud of it. Wow. Like, he wanted to come to our prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were really excited about oh, it. Uh, on New Year's Day in 1986, there was a rebellion. Uh, the governor was called in to negotiate a settlement. Um, apparently, they got a new cafeteria out of the deal, uh, but not before three men uh, that were uh, snitches were executed by other inmates. <laughs> so I don't really know how that went down. I'm assuming it went like, hey, please stop killing people. We'll give you a new cafeteria. And they were like, all right. And, then, and that was it. It was effective. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. 
1992, three men managed to tunnel out of the greenhouse in the prison yard. Mm. What, using spoons, I Probably. assume? Probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That, like, the whole property, they must have had shovels. They had farms. I mean, what they probably just yeah, gave them the tools to yeah. do it. Yeah. What do you expect? What did you get? Well, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about formal executions. Oh, no. Mm. Over 93 men were executed at this prison. Most were done by hanging. Oh. Uh, and they were open to the public until 1931. Mm-hmm. So on a... An afternoon, you could load your family up and oh my gosh. head to the gallows. No, I to cannot witness understand that. of like Pirates of the Caribbean, where they would like a little bit, yeah. That's oof. But like, I don't know what the mindset would be to be like, all right, family, let's like, yeah. who would want like to this go? is not traumatizing at all. Doesn't make my stomach sick. <laughs> like, it was like like someone who like affected your family, like let's say yeah. if you murder murdered someone in your family, like what? Still, I don't like, know. Yeah, it's very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Um, so, public until 1931. At that final execution, and probably the reason why they were no longer public, was because the man was decapitated by the hanging process. Oh wow! What did they just throw him off the side of a building? Like how? I don't know how it happened. Um, but apparently, something went wrong and just. Yeah, that's a lot of force. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Mm. So that was a... That was where they drew the line. That's where they were like, yeah, yeah we probably shouldn't time. do this anymore. <laughs> public hangings and... <laughs> probably shouldn't be public anymore. Uh, after that event, executions were by invitation only. So you mm. could get invited. Cordially invited to. <laughs> right, right. Um, that meant that the man being executed, uh, his family could come. The victim's mm. family, members of the media clergy and a coroner so you could mm. all the important people <laughs> um, yeah you could which i think is like how it is now mm. i think with like lethal injection like death penalty yeah. i think so i don't really know i feel like i've seen shows where like there's like the mirror where like you can have people on the other side like yeah. watch i don't think i'd want to be involved in that yeah. i don't know even just seeing it like on tv show it's just yeah it's really freaky mm-hmm. the bad kind of cringy mm-hmm <laughs> Um, when West Virginia reinstated capital punishment in 1951, uh, they commissioned, quote-unquote, an inmate by the name of Paul Glenn to build the electric chair that they used. Um, it was uh, aptly named Old Sparky. Mm. How fitting. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's still on display in the prison, so you can go see it. Ugh. No, no thanks. There's some bad stuff hanging on to that. I just feel like if you go to visit it, something's going to follow you home. I know. Part of me really wants to. That's a big property. (laughs) I don't know if that's like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you get some bad vibes from that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, We've got one murder to talk about that's pretty well documented. Uh, On October 8th of 1929, an inmate by the name of R.D. Wall, who was known as a snitch, was heading Mm. down to where the boilers were kept when he was jumped by three other inmates. Uh, There they cut and stabbed him with dull shivs. And when they were done, Wall was in pieces. So there's a lot going on with their shivs. I don't know. They had a lot of time, I guess. Yeah, just really. Just no security. Going. A lot of force. A lot of. I forgot that 
the people listening couldn't see both of our jaws <laughs> drops like, at like, the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. it's a lot of pressure to put on a toothbrush. I mean, I feel like, oh god, I'm just knocking things off. Like, if they're dull, they weren't that dull apparently. Wow, how did nobody else like hear it? I don't know. They just stuffed something in his mouth, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like slow, like painful pieces. I had to cut through bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. probably like cut it. I'm sorry, that's really graphic. They probably like, <laughs> cut it down past the skin and like broke it, snapped it. With oh, probably, like, probably. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It happens. All right, so we'll move on to some ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little bit more fun than you know brutal murder. <laughs> uh, hauntings have been going on here as early as the 1930s, where when they first started being reported. During this time, an inmate was often seen walking along a maintenance area where prisoners were not allowed. In some cases, they would sound alarms, um, like the staff would, to be like, hey, there's a prisoner not where they're supposed to be. They would move to investigate and would find no one. And then all inmates were accounted for at that time. So this is back in the, um, the 30s when things were not as, like horrific and people were just wandering around mm-hmm. so they were pretty easy to pretty easy to account for everybody the old recreation room in the basement uh, which was apparently once called the sugar shack by prisoners <laughs> was this when it was co-ed <laughs> i guess <laughs> it was used for illegal gambling drug deals rape fighting and murder it's a multi-purpose room wow <laughs> wow <laughs> Just a lot, a lot going on. Sounds like a fun weird. room. <laughs> Stay out of the sugar shack. Oh. Uh, visitors to the prison report hearing unseen people arguing, talking, and whispering coming from the room. Uh, others have heard noises and felt cold spots when they're in the room. I like that they said unseen people. Yeah. <laughs> the whole basement is apparently haunted by a maintenance man who once worked there. Uh, it was said that he used to spy on prisoners and was quick to report back to the guards. Snitch. He was stabbed several times by inmates in retaliation while he was in the bathroom. Unfortunate. It's a bad place to go out, yeah. I guess. After his death, his ghost was said to wander around in the basement area. I think I'd be mad, too. You know? Yeah. Just trying to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Don't snitch. <laughs> Get stitches. Or worse. Heard yeah. <laughs> murdered in bathrooms. <laughs> oh no. Uh, the North Gate, which is one of the oldest structures, has the most active ghosts. Uh, this area once held the execution gallows. Visitors said they feel an evil feeling while they're there. Uh, and like they are being watched. Mysterious sounds and voices have been captured in EVPs. And ghosts are sometimes seen. So, like, that weird little, I don't know what you call it, the EVP, the electronic voice phenomenon, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. So you can, like, hear disembodied voices on it. It's kind of creepy. That has always been terrifying to me. Yeah, I'm not about it. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know how I would get myself into a situation to be near one, but it's, like, a top fear, like, it could happen to me, (laughs) like, I could be. And, like, how to get out of that situation. Yeah. Near How a ghost. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. Okay. 
the gate is haunted by a man named Orville Adkins, who was condemned for kidnapping and murdering a minister. Uh, his execution, however, was botched. As the noose was being placed around his neck, a nervous assistant pulled the handle too quickly. Orville fell 20 feet to the stone walkway. Uh, he was stunned and hurt, but still alive. No. <clears throat> so they pulled him back up <gasps> the scaffolding and uh, hanged him correctly that time. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. That's a, very unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> a free fall. <clears throat> and then. I feel like that should pardon you, though. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you survived. That's enough it. karma. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he came back to home. Yeah, that's why <laughs> so he's yeah. back now. Um, it said you can hear his footsteps pacing back and forth in the area. Mm. It's like you stand out there in the dark at night and just hear somebody walking. Why would anybody want to go there at night? Mm. <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> you can. They no. do ghost stores. At nighttime? No. I think so. Oh, no. I like bright daytime. Yeah. You know? It's probably like a guaranteed ghost store. Like where we can guarantee you. Yeah. You might that you will hear too. something. You might be possessed when you hear, <laughs> yeah. but... Uh, in the North Hall, there is a biker named Danny. Uh, he was stabbed in the eye and died from hemorrhages, so mm. he hangs out. William uh, Snyder, also known as Red, was convicted of murdering and dismembering his parents. Uh, he was you know, very disliked in prison and involved in several fights. And Don't kill your parents. Uh, he was intact, uh, attacked in front of his cell and stabbed 37 times. Wow. So we got a lot of stabbings going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. Just not giving <laughs> yeah. up. That's a lot of perseverance. <laughs> yeah, a lot of time to be stabbing somebody. Uh, the hall has been the site of lots of weird things like photographic anomalies, equipment malfunctions, the sound of cell doors banging when there's no one there, um, and Red Snyder's Hall, like his cell in that hall, is said to be the most haunted. The anomalies looks like the spots. In the yeah, room. like orbs or something mm-hmm. you'd see. Mm. So, in the solitary confinement area, people have reported feeling cold spots um, as if they've been touched. Uh, death row, the psych ward, the chapel, uh, the shower cages, which mm. kind of strange. The dining room and the boiler room are all also considered pretty haunted areas. All right. Um, oh, my favorite of all the ghosts, the Shadow Man, is hanging out here. Uh, he likes to lurk in dark places, has no visible features, and he's been described as appearing like a dark shadow that is very intimidating. Mm, scary. Throughout the prison, visitors and staff report seeing apparitions, smelling unpleasant odors, Hearing strange noises, having feelings of being watched, and a disembodied voice that says, Help, I am trapped. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I'm spooked just hearing it. It is visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, visitors have felt um, things brush against them. They felt trapped and even shoved. Stop. Cameras have captured ghostly mists, faces, figures, and orbs. Hmm. The West, Virgin- West Virginia Penitentiary is considered one of the most haunted prisons in all of the U.S. Uh, it's also on the National Register of Historic Places, so it can't be, like, changed or, like, tore down or anything. Because it's a historic building. Oh, wow. It just 
lives on. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is uh, open to visitors and tours. Might as well make some money off of <laughs> yeah, it. We can't it's do anything else. else. I could not imagine working there. Like, why? why? I don't know. I mean, it's like if you're really, really into that stuff. You may have a really good, like, really good story. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Lots of good stories. Um, one article I read said that the reason why it might be haunted, like, as early as it was, um, apparently where this is in West Virginia, there's a lot of, um, like, Native American burial mm. grounds. Mm. So there's, like, one of the mounds that, like, holds a lot of bodies, mm-hmm. like, right across the road from this place. So they're, you know, pretty sure there would probably also bodies Yeah. where there was the prison. Um, and probably when they were building it in the 1800s, they weren't, like, super considerate about. Of course not. You know, I yeah. mean, <laughs> yeah. where they put, you know, prison. bodies and prisons oh, yeah. and yeah. other mm-hmm. things. So that's a... West Virginia State Penitentiary. And you want to go visit that? I do, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I would probably, I'd probably do the ghost tour with other people. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think I would do it by myself. No. no. Like, just wander around at night. How yeah. scary. <laughs> Bring your flashlight. Yeah. I think I'd be more scared of, like, a random person being in there with me. Yeah. Than, like, a ghost. Having, yeah. yeah. That's, that's fair. I feel like somebody could break in pretty easy just be yeah, hanging out living there i did and i went to salem massachusetts one time and me and my family we did like a ghost tour thing and there's one story about this guy who was like buried alive by the town with like dirt and rocks and stuff and the way that this like the tour guide was like talking about it he was like so um what's the word made it like so visual like with his words Mm -hmm. and like I felt my chest like getting tight and like like I was being suffocated and it was just it was so it was so weird and like about like the anomalies like there was this one part of like a building it was like you take a picture like go on he like kept trying to get people to take pictures because sometimes you can see things and like I had a picture and like there was like a perfect outline of someone standing and like I showed it to him it was like and he's like no that's just a reflection of like the I don't know, because there was, like, an AC unit, but, like, that's, there's no way. Like, I don't know. It was crazy. I deleted that picture recently, actually, because it kind of freaked me out. But. Yeah, that's really, that's a little spooky. Yeah, no. Not a fan of that. Mm-mm. I must say, this house is decently haunted. Oh, don't tell me that. No. <laughs> uh, mostly in my apartment, though. Um, but I haven't had a ghost encounter down there in a while. Like, yeah, I remember you talking about that Bill. you were having. Yeah. Yeah, he's left me alone. I think he's... I'm hoping he's moved on to Maybe whatever's like, next. He really likes to listen to your story. Maybe. So he doesn't want to haunt you anymore. He's yeah. like, he's just sitting there with you. Yeah. Just hanging out. <laughs> no, nothing's like turned on or like moved. Used to, he turned my TV on. But then I, he might have left because I got rid of cable. Like, I don't <laughs> That's have why cable he's TV he's anymore. Mad. He's like, I'm he's going like, somewhere else. I gotta go. <laughs> got to go. He's like, I'm going to the neighbor next. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> All right. Um... Any uh, ghost stories y'all want to share? Have any good ones? I do not. I (laughs) will not put myself in a position (laughs) to have a story. Not opening myself up to it. (laughs) Yeah, I I will never go anywhere in the dark. Lights on first. Yeah. Always with a friend, never alone. So I spent too many like late nights in the studio by myself. (sighs) Mm -hmm. That's where mine were. That's what happened to me. 
It was, I only have like one that's mine and then there's like one that our director told me about one time. It was, it's very short. It's nothing super crazy, but so I was, when I was on the team, I dealt, I used to um, do a lot of stuff with the costumes and whatnot and get them ready for competitions and so, so there's two of us, there's two costume chairs, but one night, I don't remember why, I would think it was like after practice, I don't know if it was like a weekend or weekday, the person who I was the costume chair with, she left because I guess maybe she had homework and I stayed late to finish a bunch of stuff and like, Daniel, or the, our director wasn't there and she had left and she locked the doors, like the upstairs one, the side one, except for the back one because that's the one I was leaving out of and I told her I would lock that one. And so I was in there and there's like the long hallway and like at the end there's the ramp and if you walk on it, it's hollow, so you can hear, like, someone mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. or going. And I just remember being in there, and, like, I walked into the closet, which is, like, right next to that ramp. And I was walking out, and I was coming back to the other studio. I could just, like, feel like someone else was in there. So I was, like, kind of, like, okay, like, I can finish this tomorrow. I'm going to put this stuff down. And then, like, I got into the studio, and I was, like, laying some more stuff down on costume bags. And then I heard someone run. <laughs> up that like they didn't run past the, the studio i was in but someone i heard someone running up the the ramp and so me i'm like i stopped what i was doing and just like listened to like see if i would hear like someone come back or anything like that or someone say something and i like slowly like peeked my head around i was like so terrified i was gonna see like a little boy standing <laughs> yeah. at that because you know timmy and i was just like so freaked out my heart was racing i was sweating and i like me being the dumb person that I am. So I used to go to scope it out to see, oh like, because I thought it was, like, I don't know, someone else on the team trying to scare me because that's just something they would do. And I just went around and, like, checked the third studio and no one in there. And, like, if they were to come, like, run out, like, you would see them mm-hmm. because you have to go down the... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay. 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 So close. You're good. Sorry, I talk with my hands. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and so, like, I, like, went outside, but I, like, made sure my foot was by the door so it wouldn't slam behind me, you know, like, mm-hmm. in the movies and stuff. And, like, there was no one out there. So I was like, okay. So I was like, I need to go back in. I need to get all my stuff. And so I came back in. But when I came back in, the lights were off. And I was like, there has to be someone in here. Like, I really thought someone was messing with me. But I was like, I was the last one yeah. there. Those doors are locked. No one can get in from that side. They would only come through that door. So I was like, someone's messing with me. And like, I was just, I turned the lights on and I like ran back into the studio, ran out, didn't turn the lights off. And I just, I went out. Bolted. Bolted. I don't even know if I shut the door. I was so scared. I just, <laughs> I left. I was like, security would come by later and lock it. So yeah. Gone. That was, that was my little That was yours. Answer. I think it was Timmy. I think he was messing with me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But. If you haven't heard our old um, Mars Hill episode that we did, Timmy was the the ghost that haunts the clogging studio. Um, there's a whole like story about uh, about him. We'll go into that maybe another time. But <laughs> he uh, that's kind of who we blamed all of the the weird happenings. Trophies falling. Yeah, music like, always getting... speakers blowing out mm-hmm. like randomly. Yeah, our director. I don't know if she's like told a lot of people about this, but. One time, it was like a long time ago, I think none of us were on the team, and she was she was there by herself one night, and she would close the windows mm-hmm. and, like, lock the doors, turned all the lights off, and, like, she went back into her office, which is, like, in a little back cove area, 
And, like, when she was going to leave, she walked back out. All the lights were back on. All the windows were open again. And those windows are loud. You know the old ones? Yeah, they're, like, weird. I think they've replaced them recently or, like, working on them. But there are those windows that have, like, the, like, a stick almost attached. And you have to pull them up and push them out and and set them down in a groove kind of thing. Um, They were loud. Yeah, and they're really loud. And she said she didn't hear anything. Like, didn't hear any of them open back up. All the lights are back on. She was terrified. She's like, another, like how I was, just ran out. Yeah, just get out of there really but quickly. Don't. She's got tons, I'm sure. Yeah. Any of, anybody that was on, like, a leadership position and you were there super late at mm-hmm. night, which was regularly, has a, <laughs> has a story. So. You know who probably would be a good person to talk to is Lakin. Oh, yeah. Lakin knows all of those stories yeah. from... Even, like, around campus, all the mm-hmm. other ones. Yeah, Marcel's got a, a pretty unique history mm-hmm. when it comes to, to ghosts spooky. and <laughs> spooky things. Ugh. But, um, yeah, that is all that I have for today. Um, I'm going to, I let Travis do it last time, but I'll let y'all do it. Um, find our location shout out for the week. <coughs> Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <Love> just <laughs> so you can scroll through our locations and find one you like. So um, what do you, you just like. Yeah, just like that. you can randomly find one, one that's I'll scroll interesting. and you stop it, okay. Well, I, I kind of want to look at all of them. Oh, <laughs> I kind of want to browse. Um, while they do that, uh, you can, <laughs> if you enjoyed, you know, special guests. You can send us an email to our email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. Okay, okay, just okay, here they go. Here they go. Ooh. <laughs> Which one is that? Oh, you can say it. Oh, go ahead. Bend, Oregon. Thanks, Oregon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Bend. Bend, Oregon. Bender over. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a PG-13? <laughs> PG-13. Oh, PG. <laughs> I couldn't resist. It's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, that's all we have for this week. Uh, Holly will be back next week, hopefully. Fingers crossed. If mm-hmm. not, we may have another special guest. Um, but if you enjoyed hearing uh, Marianne and Hannah, you can check us out over on our Patreon as well um, because they're going to do um, another episode for us here in just a we're gonna record it here in a few minutes so um come on over and check that out and we may get travis back involved as well for that for that story but the gang back together (laughs) yes but thank you guys so much and thank y'all for coming thank you for having us (laughs) dream come true (laughs) i feel a little famous now All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>